Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by America. Oi! <laughs> Trouble with the local birds? You obnoxious personality keeping everything but the dirtiest slags from having to go at your knob? <laughs> then book a flight and get your ass across the pond to the States. All you need is a couple sets of trousers and your lovely speaking voice, and you'll be snogging in no time. American ladies will throw the hanky-panky at you with any old words you say to them. You may not be David Beckham, but American girls will think you're a right dishy bloke. So <laughs> book a trip today, you wanker. <laughs> That's one of the best British accents I've ever heard. That's really good. You just got go into character. You were just like fucking said slag like super hard. <laughs> slag. <laughs> I feel like I was on Game of Thrones. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome. <laughs> you went with hey, hey, hey? <laughs> ho, 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 bro. He's actually holding up a sign <laughs> on cardboard. I'm the new Santa. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> okay, so uh, we are here with our third installment of the month of Christmas on Bez Video Kingdom. We did Die Hard last week, which was uh, questionably a Christmas movie. I think we all agreed. That we, it was. we all agreed. And this one is another one that I think most people would say is a Christmas movie, but uh, we might discuss that a little later. So this is Love Actually. This is one of my, regardless of genre, one of my, my favorite movies. Top. It's top five. You say top five. I top, say top five, five of all movies. You heard it? Didn't you hear him last time? I, I, <laughs> I guess I didn't things. register that. That's what he said. Oh, yeah, it's one me. of those things that when you hear it again, you're like, wait, wait, wait. wait I thought really? it was like top fifty. No, no. So this is. I, I will say that this is. A t- it was a top five ranking back in 2004 when I did like an official ranking of movies for me. And how many movies were considered? All movies ever? All movies that have ever been made <laughs> in any form. It's a large draft category. Just movies started Was it with made L. for TV movies? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this is one of my favorites. I really love it. I think I, I would say that over the years since I put that ranking in place, it definitely would have fallen. There are some movies I would have moved ahead of it, but it's, it's, it's solidly top 15, maybe top 10 still. For Does me. Lady Gaga jump in front of this? Oh, I don't know. Star of, of your all-time rec- record... Is A Star is Born with Lady Gaga better than Love Actually? Yeah, I'd be interested to hear. Has, has Love Actually fallen out of the top five? I'm just yeah, trying to think of movies. Sure I'm trying to I'd think of to, movies that would have displaced it. I, I would, I, I don't, I'd have to think hard about it. There, there are a few that probably, Star is Born might be in the mix. I would say Warrior could yeah. even be like a threat for it. I would say uh, one we've talked about lately is uh, Sleeping with Other People, which is one I really love. Really? So, yeah, there's okay. there's a lot, of, but but I'm just throwing things out. I'm, I, probably it's time to do an official re-ranking I, now that now that we have this conversation. But nonetheless, Love Actually is absolutely one of my one of my favorites. It's definitely a must watch for me at Christmas time, um, and it was sort of a fun one for me to rewatch this time around. 
So it's it's a movie that comes out in uh, 2004. Three. Three. Sorry. Okay. Um, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like so unprepared right now. Okay. it's It comes out in 2003. It is written and directed by Richard Curtis, uh, who writes a lot of great rom-coms. He's got got to be a rom-com like guru, right? Total, because for, this is a, like the ultimate one. As a writer, he 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 writes some phenomenal stuff, right? This is like the Lord of the Rings of rom, Hill, rom-coms. Bridget Jones Diary. Um, well, Bridget Jones Diary was a book. So he did the screenplay. He does the screenplay, book, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and About Time, he directs About Time, which is another one of my favorites. And he a lot of British British type stuff, but he does some some others as well. Some stiff British uh, yeah. comedy. So so. But this one and About Time are really his only like super prominent uh, directorial ones. And it for me is like, you know, it just really, really works. And it's funny watching this another time around. uh, I, I, I realize like with a critical eye and not just sort of accepting things for the way that they felt, there were some things that I realized like I don't like about this movie more than I think I appreciated. But even that said... I still really like it. I enjoy it. I probably will never stop watching it at least once or twice a year. Um, and I think, you know, for me, besides it being a Christmas movie, and we've talked about this, you know, I'm kind of the rom-com guy uh, of the Bev's crew. But I kind of like the whole, like, concept of and, and exploration of, of feelings of love. And in this movie in particular, right, it isn't just romantic love, and especially that it's not just sort of like the the typical rom-com romantic love that is a combination of sort of like new love and developing love sometimes infatuation sometimes something related but this has like you know a whole bunch of different versions of it and I want to talk a little bit about that you know when we get to drinking with uh, our guest and the director but uh, it, it, for me what, what I think hits me about this movie is like it, it takes me to a lot of different types and elements and angles and stages of love and for me that you know, sort of like right in my right in my wheelhouse. I think that's why I like the movie so much. So, what I want to know is reactions and 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 back them up. So, so Zach, what do you what do you got? Well, I mean, you're talking about all the different types of love that this thing hits on, and it really hits like every single different type of love, unrequited, requited, whatever it is, love that you could have on the spectrum. And uh, I think it's reflected in the runtime. How how long is this movie? <laughs> Was it six hours long? <laughs> I don't think it was quite two hours and 15 minutes. So dude, and I liked this movie. I really did. And, uh, my God. Yeah. And, and even at the end, I I was like, Oh, there's, there's still more that I got to watch, but, but it was over. Nothing else was going to happen. But, uh, I, I dug it. So I really dig, uh, the little kid and Liam Neeson's character. I really dig. I really hate the best friend that's in love with Karen Knightley. I really hate freaking Professor Snape and like his weird, <laughs> like just ruining his his marriage to Emma Thompson. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but but that's good though. Like I I like when movies hate make me hate guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's it. I I felt like I, viscerally like I didn't like them, and I really like the the aging rock star. That's uh, oh, yeah. you know Billy Mack is is an all time. He's just just like kind of strung throughout the movie. He's the only one that doesn't really connect to everybody else. And I uh, I dug that storyline too. What do you think, Brad? As we know, the uh, the judge later on is going to be my wife, and, and not not the judge, but the, the I mean, our, sorry, our the, the the drinking with the the uh, yeah, the our drinking director. buddy. She'll be judging Brad. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> so Nate, no, not just Brad. Nate, 
has known Melissa as long as I've known Melissa, essentially. And uh, the fact that they've bonded over the idea that Love Actually is a great movie. It's, and it's always been very frustrating. It blows because... my mind. <laughs> I, I can't wait to get into this conversation. So, so the starting there, I do have a love-hate relationship with this movie because it is on every Christmas at my house. And I do find myself just falling into it and watching it because, I mean, it's, it is an engrossing movie. You can't disagree that it's not going to try to pull you in with all of its wily ways. And some of those ways are terrible. But great actors in this movie. <laughs> pull you in with its wily ways. <laughs> <laughs> and there are great actors in this movie, and, and their performances do bring you into it. And so uh, when you've got just an all-star cast like this, it, it really is difficult to to truly hate this movie because there's great performances and Bro, um, Denise Richards makes an makes an appearance at the end. Of this <laughs> Shannon movie. Elizabeth Denise Richards coming in. I was hot. like, holy shit! That's hot Denise Richards end. playing some as as redneck as they can, dude. Yeah, red blooded Americans for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's got an all star cast, and you can't fight that as much as I like to. Um, but there's a plenty of to hate in this movie. There's plenty to hate, and we'll get into that a lot. In a little bit. <laughs> Nikki, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, piggybacking on a lot of what, what a, a lot of what you guys are saying as far as just the the size of the cast, um, the different plot lines, and that it works, and that they created like a a framework that other movies tried to match, like movies like New Year's Eve, all the different you know star studded cast, all the different stories weaving throughout each other. They cross paths at some point, but this is the OG, and really, um, you know, it works. Um, they make London look, it's London, right? Yeah. Look lovely. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, Ted Lasso. I mean, you got the twinkly lights draped across like Where's the gross, rain? like beautiful flower studded, like not a lot of rain alleyways. No, it's all twinkling lights. And, um, um, it you never, know, it never rains in London. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, it works. I've always liked it. Um, and you can't have a movie called Love Actually without showing all of the sides or, you know, or most of the sides of, of love. And that's a, what I think also helps the movie is showing the sides, like Zach was saying, that give you like the visceral reaction or that you end up hating or really disliking or saying, damn it, Rickman, why you got to do me like that? Are they sh- filming like a, like a Skinamax special where the, the lady keeps having to get in various stages of undress, and then they simulate like they're having sex. I was saving that for, oh. for, so, for our director talk, but I will. I'll, we can go I'm and get into that right now it because up too soon. no, but just because the idea is this some high, high, high class porn shoot where they're like really worried about like the light on their nipples, uh, and th- they can afford stand-ins. Like, I mean, so weird. I think the Skinamax is the right call. I think it's 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 soft porn. It, it's soft porn doesn't worry that much about their lighting to bring people in. That's I when you get that's you do stand ins when you got big stars and you don't want them to be sitting around uh, doing all that. I stuff. want everybody to go back and watch their DVDs and rewind it to the scene where she is straddling him and they are simulating having sex and you can see the man's wiener. Can you see his wiener? I didn't look that close, but I will. I'm pretty go sure. Back. I, I don't have a DVD. I mean, that's my boy though. Tim from from the Office. I mean, he's he's I, great. I love him, and I and I feel like they didn't get enough love in this movie because they don't get to uh, do much. Yeah, seeing no, Liam Neeson in a, in a rom com is a ref, is refreshing too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Liam Neeson's kind of give me know, Liam Neeson. since then, right? He's become a little bit more of an action star, which yeah. kind of, come, which is kind of primarily crazy, like really star, yeah. prior, right? He has a bunch of roles. Tell me, you weren't waiting for him to be like, 
I'm gonna go find the guys that killed my wife. Or I have a very <laughs> special <laughs> set of skills. Got a special skeptic skills. <laughs> All right. So it sounds, you, son. it sounds like we're in for some fun discussion. Okay, so we're gonna jump into drinking with the director and Brad's wife. Now, welcome Brad's wife, who, by the way, oddly prefers to go by Brad's wife and only Brad's wife. <laughs> That's, that's the way we. So that's her preferred hey, wife, uh, doing, pronoun. But I'll call I'll call her Melissa, uh, just because I feel like she that's the her thing. Brad's wife. It says slash 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 on her uh, you, you Twitter might, profile. And, and you might know her from previous credits, such as the time that uh, we drafted the sexiest men, and she ridiculed us all endlessly. Uh, I did indeed. I had a full page of just all of your mistakes and but, how uh, absolutely horrific. Called us were. called us racist. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> did I? Did we go that far? I don't think she said it's it's been come to be known as the page of shame. There you go. It still exists in our house. It's, That's it's, not it's going in the trash. Framed. It is framed and she put it up, yeah, just right next to my, my uh, Diploma. desk. So, <laughs> so, so as is customary, uh, and, and of course we'll, we'll entertain uh, Richard Curtis here, but uh, the real the real feature uh, here is, is Melissa. So we're going to start uh, by talking about what we're drinking and then I want to hear Melissa's opening thoughts. So uh, let's start with, uh, let's start with, with Zach. What do you, what are you drinking over there? I got that karate kid in the garage son it's absolutely delicious who, who makes that last call brewing yeah, they is, is that their new California. special the, the karate kid in the garage yeah, that's a new one it's like the smaller the smaller uh it's like a pilsner uh, yeah you got the child heartthrob version uh, and and soon enough they're gonna have uh the bbk ipa aren't they yeah and then 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 their sales are gonna go through the roof yeah, and video gonna kingdom to, gonna have a beer they're gonna have to life. expand it's gonna be a blessing and a curse for them early 2022 expect that y'all last call brewing in oakdale's gonna have i want to know kingdom. how much of nate's grenadine melissa took to make her drink <laughs> what do you got what do you got going over there well, I was going to thank you guys for inviting me, but I was never really <laughs> invited. I was basically summoned here. So thank you for telling me what time I needed to be here. And there is, as far as I know, no grenadine in this. Well, Nate actually poured this. As far as you know. <laughs> I was told it's 100% liquor, so I'm going to let Nate go ahead and share the recipe. This is one that uh, that, that my wife brought back from Scottsdale. It's it's the wine floater. So it's got, oh, uh, it's got a ginger liqueur, a pepper liqueur. Uh, uh, quite a bit of bourbon, and uh, it's got some zin floating on the top. Makes a pretty drink. And it's nice and warm. It makes a Melissa feel warm. It's nice and warm. <laughs> I got to say, as, as somebody who's not much of a wine drinker, when I first saw it, uh, they actually like posted this on our socials, and I, and I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck's going on with this bourbon with wine on top of it? That seems terrible. But I tasted my wife's drink tonight. It's pretty damn tasty. It's pretty good. The zin said it's aged in bourbon barrels, so uh, I think that's a classic pairing wow that's what made the thing yeah. have legs okay brad what are you drinking you know i'm, I'm on that last call crying in the garage as well okay. uh, just handling that just pounding that tap yep 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 brad was just and doing I, the crane he had <laughs> he had one leg on the ground and was doing the crane because he was like hey guys meet me in the garage two, two of those and that's what you do nate's wife asked if i also wanted a wine floater and i said yes please and it was delicious my glass is empty and it was great all right so melissa you and i um I would say that Melissa and I's relationship is one in which she often tries to not laugh at things I say, and I feel great victories when she does. And she does her best to sometimes loudly and sometimes very smugly make sure that I keep a very level head, and I appreciate that about her. But we've bonded every single year over our love for this movie. So tell me, what is it about Love Actually that you love? Why? Why do you? Why? Do, why is this a movie that sort of we we called you, we summoned you for? <laughs> Mainly, why do you? Why do you still love it after you found out that Nate loves it? 
<laughs> That's a great question. Uh, let me just say, first of all, I don't have to try too hard not to laugh at anything that you say. It doesn't take a ton of effort. She's lying. It's, it's, I heard you say on an earlier podcast to which I was subjected that you and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And I have to... I didn't say that. You did. You did. Damn it. Thank you. Go you back. pods. <laughs> <laughs> Ask uh, Zach's wife. I've heard she listens. <laughs> Melissa was talking about listening to the pod earlier, and I said, Melissa, you, you don't listen. You are you are captive. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, I am. you are trapped I am. in the car with your husband while he listens. Subjected to it. That's actually our son's wording is we're subjected <laughs> to it. I don't, I, I don't agree with that, oddly enough. I don't agree that we don't see eye to eye. Ah, that makes me, it kind of warms my heart. That feel, it feel, Maybe I've had a little too much of my own cocktail. Well, I mean, obviously, we both have a lot of love for my husband. We do. We both love your husband a lot. Like inordinately so. Oh, I might love him more than you do, but just, just we'll talk about that. Okay. I think that's a fair <laughs> statement. You guys should argue about that. We both think that Nate's wife is an amazing human being, so we agree on that. Can't disagree. Um, we both agree on love. Actually, that has taken up just a ton of my brain space lately. Why do I like this movie, and why do you guys hate it? Because I'm going to go ahead and assume that you guys hate it. Don't hate it, but it's it's long and not I, the best movie ever. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Yeah. So the main thing that I can come up with is that it is a British comedy, and that is honestly what I love about it. So Richard Curtis also did Four Weddings and a Funeral, which was kind of my first introduction into the style of British comedy that I absolutely love. It's a great movie. And as I paid attention to that through our latest run through, I noticed that any time an American came onto the scene, they completely ruined the movie for me. That I love the British characters, I love the British actors, I love the British lines and style of humor. I love Colin Frizzle until the second he steps off that plane in Milwaukee. I cannot stand that part of the movie. That is my absolute least favorite part. Billy Bob Thornton shows up in The American President. Who says... That's a pretty little son of a bitch right there. Nobody says that about a woman. Like, honestly, son of a bitch. Have you? I, I got hey, to pull. I actually, I'm going to pull the table. Have that's you just ever? Locker room talking. Shut up. Zach. You have never said that about a woman. I, I think that's a quote, direct quote from George W. Bush. <laughs> I, I did see that okay. Billy Bob uh, signed on in the movie without actually reading the script because he uh, he heard that it was a, a Richard Curtis movie. He was like, yeah, man. So, so by, by the way, just to connect the four weddings and funeral, interesting sort of a little bit of trivia. The whole Colin Frizzle conversation at the uh, at the wedding right, yeah. was actually originally written for Four Wings of Funeral and, and cut, and so Hugh Grant. he put it back in. That's right. Love so. Hugh Grant. Love just all of the lines they give him, the subtle, just, you know, it's it's the original British office comedy, the the very subtle lines, the reactions, the lifted eyebrow. The... He's very good at being handsome and uncomfortable. Yes. Like he's, he makes it very, ende- like his uncomfortableness makes him endearing. So his storyline is the only romance that I actually buy. Like, I don't think, like, you, I think you it's. You think you'd get with that girl how thick she was? Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> they okay. say 47,000 times it, in that, that movie. That's one of the I terrible. did I did put it in my notes and I just was, this is something I would want to actually ask the director. Was there any thoughts of Monica Lewinsky when they cast this? Was that, <laughs> was that intentional in any way? Because this is obviously post- Bill Clinton, Lewinsky. They do look very similar. Although the- no, actually, we watched the Red Nose, whatever that was called, Red Nose. Actually, she is a hundred percent Kate Middleton. 
Martine McCutcheon, I think is her name. She looks exactly I think she's absolutely like beautiful in the movie. And it's so funny to me that the entire time they're just disparaging her. Even her dad calls her like fluffy or something plumpy. like that. Plumpy. Yeah, plumpy. I was like, what the hell? Do you so, think that if it was Monica Lewinsky? Was that an intentional? I didn't even think about I, well, that, but well, I like well, it. Well, I mean, you know, it's clear that, that Tony Blair is probably the inspiration for uh, for Hugh Grant's He's character gonna, in some way, right? And there's definitely, you know, that sort of connection between Bill Clinton and Tony Blair, even though that's not the Billy Bob Thornton character. So, yeah, I got to think that, like, you know, that's probably, you know, might be the thought. I don't know. I, but I mean that. But 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 I think there is sort of like, yeah. I, don't I know mean, he's single, saying. obviously, so it's not a married situation. It's not. It's not a. It's not a uh, cheating on his wife or anything. But at Thornton? the same time. No. No, the, no, no, no. David. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Thornton's for sure married. Well, yeah, no, no, yeah. So he's, but I'm just he's saying He's representing like, the Americans. I mean, the Americans look like shit this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one yeah. theme. Is that they, <laughs> he likes to shit on the Americans. So, okay, so here's what I, a question I have. So of all the different, you know, sort of uh, storylines, which is your favorite and which is your least favorite? 100% the Prime Minister, David and favorite. Natalie. I buy it. Yeah. From the first minute they see each other, they're awkward. They stick their foot in their mouth. She cusses a whole bunch. She cusses yeah. a bunch and he thinks it's funny. And again, we, we talked about this on my podcast debut, that I think a sense of humor is attractive. And I, I 100% buy that he thought she was funny and she thought he was funny and that they clicked. And he's good looking and she's super pretty. That helps, right? Sure. But are you going to make a movie about people who aren't? It's it's a visual medium, unlike the one in which you are starring currently. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and we're doing well. <laughs> that's, maybe that's the reason. <laughs> Absolutely. So that that is my favorite. It has my favorite moment where he reads the card, everything from that second where he makes the phone call and says, right now, and tells people not to wait up for him. And there's the call back to the song. And he is going to the dodgy end, and he says, oh, my God, it's the longest street in the world. He has to Christmas carol. He's got the little girls dancing for him. It's just that, to me, is the feel-good part of the movie. You're laughing. You're enjoying it. You're in it with them. You're cheering for him. Um, that is my absolute favorite storyline. The octopus costume just sends it right over the <laughs> It puts him in a, tons, in a ton of situations to seem like a super great dude. I think it like takes him down a peg. And I think from the very beginning, too, like that's something that I saw is you don't just go from nothing to prime minister. He right. has to have been in politics before. He has to have people who have just, you know, blown smoke up his ass or treated him like he's infallible. And here's this chick for the first time who's talking to him like he's a real person. Like, that's got to be attractive. That's got to be a relationship to him that feels real compared to all of these other relationships that he's been in for a while. I also like that he tells her he could have her ex-boyfriend murdered. Oh, my God. I love that part. That's one of my favorite lines. (laughs) Love it. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's my top. And then as far as at the bottom, like, I've got, like, a four-way tie for people I just really really don't give a crap about. Because there were some that I hated. Who did you hate? Uh, I had to write them down because they were all so terrible. Did you hate the guy in love with his best friend's wife? That's so terrible, right? It is, but at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. No, no, no. It's a very common deal. (laughs) But I'm just saying that. I don't, I don't, I don't like him as a dude. And like, you're supposed to be like super sympathetic to him. Are you really? So, okay. So that's my big question because a lot of what I've been reading about this movie that I love so much is how problematic it is. But I think it's only problematic if you look at it as I'm supposed to be cheering for this person. I don't think you're supposed to be cheering for Mark in this scene. If you think that's romantic, there's something wrong. Exactly. There's different stages of love, right? I mean, yeah. So, you know. Watch out for that in your drive. Whether it be, even if it's unrequited and you add like weird 
in love with your best friend's girlfriend deal on top of it. And and did Kira Knightley get some teeth work done before she did Pirates? <laughs> Maybe. I, I think she's kept her teeth. I think like you just, think she has those same teeth. I like her. Teeth. I believe so. She's she had, she had British tooth. teeth. She's got a lovely. Natural it, they're not even that bad. They're not even that bad. I just feel like she was. I feel like she looked different in the pirate movie, she and I hadn't older. seen. I hadn't seen Love Actually in a long time, she so I watched 18. it. Eighteen. She was only 18, 18 in Love Actually? Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you want to blow your minds is that she's only five years older than Sam when they filmed this movie. Oh, wow. The the kid from... Yeah. Uh, the drummer. Yeah, what? but he's also in the chess show on Netflix. Yeah, he's in the Queen's Gambit. He's also yeah, Queen's Jojen. Gambit. Jojen, that was him. Jojen Reed in uh, Game of Thrones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, Who so. has a much bigger part in the books. Sorry, go ahead. So, no, so, 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 so Brad and Nick, what, 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 do, what do you guys want to ask? <laughs> Go ahead, ahead, husband. Well, I I just see, again, and I've said this before in the pod, when I see movies that I kind of start not liking, I start picking them apart, and I really start nitpicking, which is not probably a good thing to do. But first off, the wedding has a gigantic staff making all the food. Like, they go in the behind the scenes, and, like, there's all these chefs and stuff making food. But it looked like there was only, like, maybe 40 people at the wedding because half of them were playing instruments for his little, like, charade. <laughs> half of them had a trombone. <laughs> so I'm assuming there was, like, 40 people at this wedding, but they make it look like it's just, like, they're just in full go. Like, we got to serve 100,000 people. And, and so I thought that was just kind of ridiculous. Like They must have been balling, right? Like, the guy's dropping. Like, he's like, I just spent half a mil on my best friend's wife i yeah and then and then my big romantic gesture to woo her is gonna be a boom box with fucking cards that i wrote on in sharpie (laughs) but i just spent a hundred grand on fucking the shit at her wedding and yeah and i i put on my list also the just the the sex stand-in stuff is just aggravating like oh really is it a porno is is it a porno and do they pay people to be the sex stand-ins for pornos and are those people like enough of people to have their own apartment and how how much are you concerned about that lighting is going to be just perfect off of that nipple and then like, enough that he needs to massage it but i thought that's I mean, what actually adding are, that storyline and them throwing the f-bomb out is what actually made this movie like refreshing like oh they're gonna show some boob they're gonna say you know fuck and that's not your standard like romantic quote-unquote like hallmarky and Christ- then christmas uh, romantic christmas movie and then they yeah, completely comedy. shy away from the threesome scene Right, Melissa? I'm sorry, which threesome scene is that? <laughs> There's a threesome scene or a foursome scene, actually. Oh, the American one that I yeah. completely hate. Yeah, because I can't stand that. So that so that part of the movie I like because they <laughs> they just decided to go like hundred percent ridiculous. I was gonna say in that one story windows pulled up on it. But it's like they have they've covered this is what I was gonna say earlier is that I like this movie because they've covered the gamut of like the super serious my wife died, the super serious I'm gonna cheat on my wife. The super serious, I love my best friend's girlfriend. You know, I'm in love with the cute, popular eighth grader. Like, all the way down the spectrum of all the different ways. The, the, the Liam Neeson's love for his stepson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's well, so and, many and there's a couple different brother-sister elements, yeah. right? Where and then, like, really, you know, there's, like, you know, the, the, the Laura Linney character who just cannot, like, stop, you know, being worried about and, and, and taking care oh, of Oh, yeah, her, I forgot about her, her dude. brother who's, in, you know, institutionalized. And so much so that, like, for me, one of the most painful single scenes of the whole when movie. When he swings at her, bro. Oh, I was thinking where oh. he cockwalks <laughs> her with his cell phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, too. And then he, she shows up to, like, comfort him, and he freaking takes a swing at her. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. it's, all, it's all bad. Very uncomfortable. Um, I, the funny thing about this whole situation with, with bringing Mel on here is that, that Mel and I 
pretty much have most of the same complaints and 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 likes in the movie, but yet it's like something she always wants to watch. And I'm like, uh. so it's funny that we we pretty much agree on most of the movie. So my relationship with this movie is the same as most of my relationships in my life. That I realize everything that's wrong with them. <laughs> she just gave me a look. And I can a talk look. all the smack I want on these things that I love. But if anybody else wants to pick on them, I will lay my vengeance upon thee. And I do not stand for a lot of these criticisms. I don't know. I, I get what's wrong <laughs> with it. But at the same time, I think a lot of people who just get really up in arms about things that they think are problematic or wrong or bad about these movies, I think it's a bad take or I think they're taking it too far or I think they're missing something. What do you think important. about what do you think about Hugh Grant uh, basically like not saying anything to her and like firing her real quick? So I read something about that, too, where they mentioned that he fired her. He, he asks for her to be redistributed. Right. And to me, honestly, I think that that makes this relationship less problematic, that he realizes yeah. that there's a power differential. And the very first time he sees her, he says, basically, that is a problem. But you like, don't think he should have been like, hey, this isn't because Billy Bob Thornton was trying to kiss your ear? Do you think that that's it? So honestly, that's like, what what's thinks. your take on that? I think that she, I think it sucks for her because she thinks that it's because of the Billy Bob Thornton and interaction. She feels like it's he never her explained fault. himself. He's, if, if, if he cares about her, right. he should, he should have been like, Hey, like I'm going to have to send you somewhere else because I'm not uncomfortable with our, like, obviously there's some sexual tension. I'm uncomfortable with our relationship. I'm going to have you go do this. And that also gives the opportunity for her to be like, oh, no, I'm totally into you, too. Let's just be together. And then they could do that and avoid all of this other shit. He legit it on the walk- octopus. <laughs> it's all the octopus's fault. Because he, was- he that was the point when he should, when she's apologizing. Right. She's apologizing for what this president did, which is totally his fault. And she feels like it's her fault. And so at that point, David should be apologizing and saying, no, this guy was Yeah, like, dick. don't apologize. Like, fault. obviously, I know Billy Bob Thornton's but a But then douche. the octopus gets yeah. in there like octopi do. <laughs> and he should have said something at that point. But I think, honestly, when he says, can we redistribute her? I honestly think he's trying to be responsible. He's trying to act within his office and his power and still realize, even if I have feelings for her, this is not the right situation in which to act upon them. I paid more attention to that scene this time, just just knowing what happens. He legit leaves that room for like five seconds. Yeah, Billy Bob swoops in. <laughs> Billy like Bob a, is, is is hardcore. Like I mean, he went for fighter. a move. Brad blames it on David not having the folder ready to go. Yeah, I'm like, how do you not have your folder in your room? You got this big thing to discuss, and and you don't have it ready. Like, you don't have the staff member go get it. Like, he has to go get it himself. So I'll say, I I hate the Billy Bob Thornton stuff, and, and it's actually not that stuff so much as like. For me, so like, you know, actually I hate the Hugh Grant line early where they're all talking amongst themselves before the visit. And he says, you know, let's not forget that America is the most powerful country in the world and we don't want to be a petulant child. It's just like, it's so fought for me. That was so far fetched. It's just a stupid line. And then I thought, you know, the Billy Bob Thornton is such a caricature and the whole, you know, I don't know that. So that, hey, that's, man, that goes I, back to Revolutionary War. I mean, ever since we kicked their ass, <laughs> I mean, they've just been just like, they're a, can we talk about yeah. well, and also after like 9 11 in 2001 and US and uh in Britain like together that was like a serious like alliance and like that was something that and then they took a couple shots at America but that was like at the peak of maybe like our tightness oh yeah Tony Blair jumped in time. yeah Tony I thought Blair the, the biggest shot game. was like look you can just run past our security we don't even care <laughs> <laughs> Uh, redheaded step. That's what this whole movie is about. It's trying to expose the the faults in all the airport security. So, so one of the things that I thought was um, 
for me makes this movie more lovable than it should be given some of the problems is that it doesn't do too much to try to overwork the intertwining of the stories, which is oddly like sometimes you might think that that would be what would make a movie like this work. But it allows you to really hate certain storylines, and it doesn't contaminate even the storylines where the characters kind of have connections, right? And so, like, because it doesn't come completely together, right? They don't even try. They don't right. even try to make the storylines mesh so much as they just want you to know that the, the people in the storylines know each other. Right. But and, but again, is that is that even like necessary? Necessary, yeah. Like it's like, uh, what's the point of that? I, I guess I think um, for me, I think it, it because it, it otherwise it feels truly like you're just completely watching random. a bunch of disconnected yeah. vignettes that don't aren't a movie. And here it's like you're observing a little bit of like a small universe of, of there, you know, that's going on of people that are connected. It's in really a, close to having everybody at the recital, except mm-hmm. Portuguese guy. <laughs> Poor Jamie. Right? Which who I love. I love I like yeah. that story. Well, and a Billy lot. Mac, right? Billy Mac's like as you noted, right? That's the oh, that's one true. That's not at all connected. He's and, kinda and, like and, the Christmas angel. And by the way, that that's another storyline that like we talk about different kinds of love, right? This is that, you know, sort of kind of love that is just a platonic friendship right. kind of love, and which is one of the maybe. things that I really like. Maybe well, maybe. But but I'm just saying that that this is you know, and for me, right, I talked about why, I mean, I, the thing I love about that element of it, right, is like, I, I, I like, I tell you guys I love you, you know, like, you for guys sure. are my, you guys are a bunch of my best friends, and like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys that, you know, like, I love you, you know, and, and, and tell you how I feel about you, because you're important to me, and I like that this movie isn't afraid to sort of, like, take that from all the angles, and I guess maybe we should go to the most controversial one of all. But wait, but wait, before cards. we walk away from that, I, I, I have a fucking serious problem with the fact that he can't be like, hey, manager, I love you, man. Come to Elton John's party with me. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't understand why he has well, to be like, oh, you left Elton John's party? It's like, come with me, bro. You're my like, best homie. The only way we hang out is when we... I mean, I guess it sets up that scene. Get pissed and watch porn. It's yeah, not as much fun as Elton's party. All right, so let's talk about the controversial scene. Let's talk about the note cards. So Wait, so, what? So, so I want to <laughs> talk about, can, I, can I light oh, that can, I, can we go light before we get to that? Yeah, well, I, I, that, my, I got my, something my else light. I want to talk to before we even get to that. I just want to know, was the, the funeral... Uh, chapel or wherever they had the funeral for Liam Neeson's wife, was it double booked? Why? <laughs> Why? Because he makes this big deal about how the Bay City Rollers are going to have this nice, like, beautiful montage. That's what his wife wanted. As soon as that montage starts, they're carrying the body out the out the place like it's playing while they pick up the casket and bounce out i'm like why did they why didn't they get to watch the whole montage like, Bro, i didn't even notice <laughs> i know it's, they, it's they, they did it fast i was looking at the his wife like her super young pictures in the background the black and white like she was like a beautiful young woman i was like this is emotional right now yeah I but felt. then they pick her casket up and like as the montage is playing they're like we're out. <laughs> and actually, to get really speech, dark. Of course, there are like other people who spoke before him and we just see the very end of the service. But they play in this beautiful montage with the music that she wanted to hear. And then they're like, yeah, we're, we're out. All they're, right. It's how she wanted to be carried out. This is this is what we need to talk about. We need to talk about <laughs> the, the funeral. I want to know. I want to know Melissa's thoughts on Professor Snape's storyline because it fucking floors me the entire time. There's so much shit wrong with it. Of course, there's a bunch wrong with it. Like, I love I, the filmmaking twist of like you figure out that she's married to uh, to yeah. him when they're sitting in the in the. I, I love that, mm-hmm. but everything else besides that is infuriating to me. But in a good way, like it's good filmmaking. It makes me it makes me angry at him, and it makes me angry at the secretary, and it makes me really angry at him at the way that he handles it. Like 
this is not like a foreign situation to men in in those in those things and there's a way that you handle stuff like that and he fucking did all of the wrong shit i mean but i think it but i think that's exactly right but i think as you to your point right Tons and tons and tons and tons of people handled exactly the way he did. Totally. And, and, and she and, and and as much as like I find her kind of gross because of the way that her characters played and like Crazy, how, how aggressive right? she is and in, 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 in like sort of in a way that seems comes off as being very like like disclosure intentionally sort of intentionally like disregarding and difficult. But I, I think ex- there are, those two characters probably in some version of them play out in a very real way. No, it's extremely Millions real situation. I, I, I need so, to take a quick uh, poll, though. Nick, did they have sex? No. No. I say no. No. No, for sure, but he's he already betrayed he her. Doing, he knew that he had betrayed her. He knew he, did, when he she, had done enough wrong. Yeah. When and, she tells him that you've made my life a joke, like, dude, that's like the most fucking brutal shit. No, do, do you think they had sex? The writer said they did. Oh. Oh, yeah. really? They did. They said it was Cause she had a the physical necklace? affair. So I think we're supposed to assume probably when she got the oh, necklace no. that they an, probably We need an did awkward hookup with Snape. Jeez. That's fair. Super awkward. So a lot about, I mean, everything about that storyline is wrong. Like you're not supposed to be cheering for anyone in that storyline, right? But it's like super awkward from the beginning because you know. she's obviously pursuing him yes. and he's just fending her off poorly. He's not doing a really good job to shut her down as well, an authority well, figure. Those, it, how, how long have they worked together? That's that's. I mean, that's she's the new. question. She's new. Oh, he she asks new? her how she's settling she's in. New. So oh, that's she's right. New. So she is. Yeah, we're seeing the beginning of it. It's one yeah. of those storylines that it's the train wreck, right? It's the like, oh, this is a storyline that can't go right. I can't take my eyes off it. I'm not gonna like it when it ends, but I know where it's headed. Which and he totally was just out of town. Like they're still totally together and and. Married, right? Well, and in that storyline, well, we're talking about it's like, a little left open, right? But that's Him what I mean. Like, what is it, Melissa? When they when they meet at the airport, like they're still married and they're staying together, right? Right. So I feel like this is something like one of the first times Brad actually watched this with me that we kind of argued about because I feel like he tried to tell me this movie is unrealistic because everyone gets a happy ending. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, Have no. you seen yeah. these two? That is not a happy ending. But I think Emma Thompson, the the Laura Linney uh, character, yeah. like, there's so many like shitty- if we're gonna go. Back back to the whole overarching theme of love is all around like it seems like he totally screwed over her love for him but they both have enough love for their kids and for their family to maybe that they're at least gonna stick it out to, to keep that unit together see but i didn't think they had sex i thought it was just like oh he got her necklace and i didn't then think, I didn't was think like, they had sex either. i didn't think so either but I do still you think it matters like it. i do mm. i think it's still oh, terrible it doesn't have to matter but so no okay interestingly enough though if you go back to emma thompson's conversation with him i believe she says or worst if it's love and a necklace right so right. she's saying that would be even right. worse Which than of, either of the other than sex and a necklace yeah and, and i think if we're talking about just like the heart wrench seeing her standing in the bedroom listening to the mm-hmm. is it Joni Mitchell. The Joni Mitchell. And very clearly showing the pictures of them with their kids. Like, jo- that's yeah. why I think that that's where it ties back and to the And she's so good in that scene she's without so saying good. a word. That, 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 like, it's just, that, that, that scene for me is what, if there's a single scene in the movie that takes it from something that's a little bit, like, supposed to be light and not maybe quite so serious to one that you could say, hey, like, if, if you were going to give an Academy Award to anybody in any scene, it's that one, right, for her. I mean, she's and, it, and it's a heartbreaking scene in a movie that has mostly lighter and more, not, like, not positive Mr. Bean. moments. Mr. Bean's amazing. That's second. So Emma Thompson's amazing, <laughs> and Wrapping supposedly for that scene, she was drawing on, she was married to Kenneth Branagh. 
and he cheated on her with Helena Bonham Carter, I think. Oh, wow. So she kind of already had that experience that she was drawing on for that scene. All right. So let me make the case for the, Hmm. the, the cards. So, All right. Okay. So, so now we get to the cards. So let, let's talk because because we we so often focus just on the scene. Let me make the case for the the whole thing. Okay. So this is a guy. This is a guy who's who he's is his best friend, and by no choice of his own, this woman comes in. You know, comes in, gets engaged, and married to his best friend. He's the best man at the wedding, and she seemed to think that he doesn't like her. Yep. He, he's and been, he's, also Peter thinks the same thing. And her he, husband. He's been super standoffish, obviously, right? He's kept distance, and he even says, right, it's like a self protection thing. Like I'm trying to keep distance. He tries to shut down her calls, so he videotapes her, like, and he's focused on her, but obviously is like trying to do that. You know, that was edited in a very erotic way. That <laughs> sure, video that was sure, played. It was sure, super sure edited. It was. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's weird that he has this tape and it's like, <laughs> and then he's like, uh, it needs some editing. It's like, you obviously edited, yeah, bro. Bro, like you edited the shit like, out of this. Tw- so she, 10 seconds of each clip. So she shows up, right? Unbeknownst, like she shows up, she, you know, and he's like devastated that she, she's seeing this because obviously he's been trying so hard to like push this down, not deal with it. So then he goes outside and like, and when I think the like, best scenes of like physical acting in the movie he's not like, the turtleneck zip up he oh, zips yeah. the turtleneck oh, up best turtleneck zip. He, he like flips around like he's gonna go back and then he flips around and he leaves and he goes and he goes around the corner and he freaks out and the guy's kind of worried i mean like you know the, the the music's playing so there's this whole like lead up to this where this guy's like clearly really really struggling with the fact that like he knows he shouldn't feel this way and he certainly shouldn't do anything about it and like he's dealing with this, and then finally he gets to this point where he like she knows there's nothing he can do about the fact that she knows now. Like she's kind of caught him off guard. So he so so my sort of read of the situation is always that he is like okay, like there's some unsaid things here, and like I want to I want to explain myself behind I, his best friend's back. Behind his best friend's back. That's yeah. the issue. So I think so. I agree with that, and I and I'm not I'm not saying that there's not problems, but I guess I'm saying I think the characterization that what's happening is he's trying to like, so so I think sometimes it gets characterized though like he's trying to win her over, and I don't read it that way at all, right? Like for me, it's the ultimate expression of like, I totally get it. Like I'm not asking for anything, I'm not looking for anything, and I don't expect anything here. I'm just trying to, you know, now that it's on the table, I want to say my piece, and I'm walking away. And so, like, I think partly, right, because he's like, I don't want to lose my best friend over this, and I don't want to, and I don't, and I, and I don't want to make it, you know, sort of like a thing that it doesn't need to be because I'm, I'm going to walk away from this. And so, for me, is that the better man though? Is the be- isn't the better man the guy that just says, right. I got to keep this because in? Because what if she hops, ever she possibly hops into fuck his over arms? My... She hops into his arms yeah. right there. He is leaving with her there on the spot. So I think, oh, hundred percent, right? So, so, so I don't disagree with all of that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, but I guess my take on this is that's some of what I like about the scene in the movie, similar to the one we were just talking about, which is, you know, there's some reality there, right? Which is like, not every dude's going to be a good dude in that situation, right. you know? Right. And like, not every dude's going to be a terrible dude in that situation, right? And this is kind of that like, well, we need more context of word compromise. Yeah, what what kind of context of, of what kind of best friends are they? Like, I mean, have they been best lifelong friend. best friends? Have College friends, best friends. man at his wedding. I mean, you got to yeah, think yeah. that they're as close as they get. And right? in terms of Brazilian hookers who are actually men, that was one thing too. That, that was that a all, weird but scene. That's a weird like a little <laughs> window, a window, little window into their like what they're into and their relationship. Did I, anyone was that else watch that for the first time though? And think like these two were that a they couple. Were and he was yeah. saying the yeah, 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 a hundred percent. Yeah, 
Maybe it was just jokes. Like that's just like when you when you when your no. friends are bullshitting back and forth, and you like and you start like making it sound worse than it was. Like, yeah, that could be too. I thought that I would I never know. do that to you guys. It's just further evidence, though, of how close they were. So I guess my question then, because I have basically the same read on it that you do, Nate. That that people who think this is a terrible scene look at it as this is supposed to be a romantic gesture, and I don't in any way think that it is. I think that it's his apology because at that point... Then it's a selfish you, gesture, right? Because he's doing yes it for his no, own... Yes and no, because he just walked out after she saw this video. There was no closure whatsoever. There was no apology. But it's there not his lady. No, he doesn't know her anything. It's not course. his girlfriend. It's not his wife. But he's going to be in their lives because this is his best friend's wife. So what do you do? You just like don't say anything ever again? Like you were saying, the bigger man like just lets it go. Like There is no letting it go after that video came out, which... To me, was like the big. Well, there's first no letting issue. it go for him. Well, you don't edit the video in the first place, and it's <laughs> sitting labeled <laughs> next to your other videos. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> uh, and also, I just want to say, in terms of like movies, it's an iconic, yes, proclamation so, of love. Like yeah. it was on, you know, it may or may not be high up on my list, uh, possibly for a draft. I won't say, but <laughs> it was. It's a. T- it was the top of my list. Could be, love, yeah, yes, it could so be the bottom of my list. If we're talking the about memorable. Right? I mean, there was a Ted Lasso episode hmm. that like parodied this recently. And there's, so there's a I new gotta, Netflix Christmas movie that just uh, borrowed from it, too. What was the one? with? Uh, was it in Love Hard? Yes. Okay, you're right. That was... Yeah. I have spoiler a alert, it was at the end. I have a question. So in another context, do the cards play as strongly as a movie moment to like profess love outside of this is my best friend's wife? See, I think not at all. What's the point? So to me, like, like as I was watching moment. that... Scene, it is kind of like, like say anything. So why do you do that? Because right. if you right. call her, if you try to talk to her, if you mm-hmm. text her, you're bringing your husband into right. it. Right. And you said behind his back, but at the same time, like, do you want him to be a part of this? Where he's basically saying, like, no. sorry that this happened. That's why I you think know, you're that's perfect. That's how you know it's wrong. But it's over because you don't want him. What to if he comes to the door? Right. <laughs> Then you have a whole 100%. separate set of cards that's saying, a, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he shows up and she's like, it's Carolers, and then he's still standing there, and then he walks up, what's, gonna be, uh, uh, what's that conversation? Alternate I, think, I, think, I think that's a He's reshuffle. a very fast runner. I think that was in the deleted scenes. Uh, okay. So are there any other, before, before we uh, end our discussion with Melissa and the uh, director, are there other storylines we want to get into that we haven't talked about? Because there's a bunch here. I've got stuff about the kid later that I'm going to talk about right. Shag Snag. Okay. What is your take on the British accent, Melissa? What British as accent? A, as oh, an attractive, Colin. As an attractive uh, feature on a male. I mean, I guess that would probably work if that's all he's got going for him. Yeah. And that's probably Do you not think it would have taken enough, him but... that long to have a threesome when he got into America? <laughs> Fivesome. A fivesome? fivesome. It ended up being five, I think. Yeah, when Shannon Elizabeth and they're like, finally she's showed up. the sexy one. <laughs> that is pretty silly, though, if you think of that. Those like, women. It's the aren't most ridiculous. Just... I thought it was a dream sequence. I knew okay, when I was like, watching. Dude, I was so, like, he's gonna wake that's, up. That's, that's, that's Our a theory. Our kids watched yeah. this for the first time with us last year. Yeah. And then they rewatched it with us this time. And I think it was Carter who asked, "Did this really happen, or is he just <laughs> making this up?" <laughs> Like, yeah. it's a valid question it's because it, he walks into an airport with Shannon Elizabeth and, uh, yeah. and freaking the chick from wild things. Mm-hmm. Are you wild kidding things, me? Yeah. Denise Richards. Denise Richards. 
Yeah, I mean, funny enough, like, I actually don't hate it, but I I don't hate it because it's, like, clearly played as such a... Slapstick. It's a joke. It's not not supposed to be seriously their ways in the the way... That's why it's awesome. I like that. And I'm happy for the guy. I like like the guy. He's got (laughs) balls. Like, he wants... He puts himself out. He doesn't care. Like, he just wants... Milwaukee. He wants, you know, a lady and... I wish he would have had to do something to get that five some because he literally just sits down <laughs> at the bar and they're like, "You're a person. Yeah, hey, British accent. You're alive. Let's go. Come on." <laughs> All right. So, any final thoughts, Brad's wife? <laughs> hmm. I just, I, I definitely love all the different versions of love yeah, in this. I'm, it, I'm I am those. not a rom com fan at all. Like I said, I think the Prime Minister and Natalie are the only romance I actually buy. So the love between Daniel and Sam, his stepson, who eventually comes to call him dad. Um, the love between Laura Linney's stupid American character but and her brother. And, you know, honestly, Colin, before he leaves to America, like his buddy Tony, they're, they're tight. And there's all kinds of love between them. Billy Mac and, Billy and, Mac and Joe. <laughs> and it's, I think that's what makes it heartwarming more so than just you well, know, and, the, and the trope of people falling in love the when they can't even stuff. speak the same language. And Emma Thompson and, and, uh, and Liam Neeson's characters, right, who are, who are oh, clearly absolutely. really close friends. And, yeah. and you only get a little bit of that. I kind of wish I, I would have liked to have. Right. They build that up and then it never really goes anywhere. Like, I would have loved. Where do you to want it to go? Like she consoles him at the beginning. Like shouldn't he be consoling her? Like at the end, I want to see that. That's why her when more. her brother shows up and she's so excited to see him because she yeah. thinks that he's but there dude, for because the kids. Does like, she console him or does she tell him on the phone? Is this about your fucking wife dying? That's like literally what she said. <laughs> so okay, her honestly, time to be, like, I'm not surprised why why Liam Neeson's yeah. like fuck you. I'm not. Gonna, I'm like damn, dude. I, I think when you really love somebody, I think that's how you talk to them. When I mean, she says nobody's gonna want to shag you when you cry all the yeah. time, there's nothing you can say that's actually gonna make someone feel better. So you might as well try to make them laugh. I, I totally and I and I and, and that like it shows that like you. you, you you feel like you're the person that has to be raw with this person because you know no one else is going to do it. Well, right. Liam Neeson no was appreciating because he didn't show up for her when she went through her shit. <laughs> and they totally easily could have said, oh, Alan Rickman's going to cheat on Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson's now going to fall in love yeah, with her best friend. Like yeah. Go there. Yeah, yeah, did not go there. Yeah, and said he met literally Claudia, Claudia Schiffer. Schiffer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, literally. I didn't love that. All well, right. Mel, how many, how many more times are you going to watch this this, this uh, holiday season? Depends on how many presents I have to wrap. <laughs> it's just on an endless loop until that's done. What are your other movies that are on your uh, holiday movie loop um well i watch all the holiday movies but so this like, is the one that is like the background just constantly going as soon as it's over it starts again what's your second favorite christmas movie white christmas oh, yeah. oh my goodness it's one of my favorite movies of all time so again like that's the whole sentimental like if you've been watching something for a while and right. it's tied to certain yeah. feelings i i'm trying to figure out what feelings love actually is tied to i don't know but i used to watch white christmas at my great grandma's house when Propped up have, by nostalgia. Oh, yeah. When I ate uh, saltines with peanut butter or white bread with butter, those were the snacks that we got at Grandma's. Dude, <laughs> I was telling someone the other day about how my mom used to make me peanut butter and margarine sandwiches. See? There you go. Doesn't yum, that sound yum, so yum. good? Um, Probably. Not. Grilled or just like just nope. blind? And then she would say, it helps it go down because the peanut butter can be <laughs> sticky. And so you would get like the... Some lubricant. She's going to hear this too, and she's going to be like, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> no less. Oh, beautiful. Hey, hey Melissa, a, a pleasure as always. Thanks a lot, And, and you Melissa. know what? I take it back. We see eye to eye just beautifully. <laughs> Thanks for summoning me, guys. Uh, all right. So next, uh, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to jump back in with some uh, Shag Snag body bag. Yes, sir. Yay, yay. 
This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We are back after uh, that great discussion with Melissa, uh, and we are going to roll through our shag, snag, and body bag. So we're shagging first. What is it we want on that, you know, just sort of, we want it, quick hitter, not taking it home, but man, we love it. We got Nick. I got the opening and ending sequence at the airport. Um, the way it opens, um, and I love just the candid, like someone standing there with, um, like the best friend is the creepy best friend is standing there with a handhold camera videotaping everybody <laughs> looking for someone else to stalk, um, in the uh, opening sequence, but the very end, God only knows by the beach boys. I fucking love the way that it ends with that song. I can't think of a better, um, that kind of stuff gets me that like that real like connection people seeing each other after not seeing each other for a couple of days a couple of weeks seeing each other and hugging each other after not seeing each other for for a, a whatever amount of time and then with that movie that song playing behind it I love it so and turning into that heart and like yeah every, I mean that's yeah. it was a very cool end sequence I yeah. dig that I fast forwarded <laughs> that's very exact topical as soon as it said the end I was like burp, 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 burp. oh man uh, my shag here is it's a weird shag because I, I don't like romantic comedies, so the fact that they packed like five or six shitty romantic comedies into one and just kind of gave you the <laughs> just kind of gave you the meat and potatoes of each. That's how you see it. I kind of like it that way. It's like they just they kind of took a they bunch just took of seven shitty ones and put it all in one movie. He's like, fuck it, I don't want to write seven movies, so I'm just gonna throw my my best ideas into one, That's and we'll so kind funny. of tie them together real quick, and then you know what? I'll just give you kind of like the the heart of each one, it's like, and that's it. It's like the big short of uh, romantic comedies. <laughs> oh. You know, take all these B plus uh, you know tranches and stick them together, and which uh, which on 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 second thought though there is like i i really would like to see like a deeper version of uh shit i can't even think of his name Which I, guy? I i want the uh the emma thompson uh, professor snape yes i want a alan deeper rickman. version of that yeah alan rickman i'm sorry <laughs> could not think of shit so so that's what that's what i'm i'm shagging from this movie is is basically just the contrast of all the different storylines so lots of times you'll get multiple storylines and they're all kind of the same you know, kind of the same feel, but this one is just so absolutely ridiculous. The guy going to Milwaukee and all of a sudden having a foursome with, uh, with freaking, you know, Elizabeth shoe and like all these ridiculous people. And then, uh, and then follow that with, uh, with the guy with the, with his wife who just recently passed away and he's trying to forge a relationship with his stepson and the guy who's cheating on who who's thinking about cheating on his wife. And then the other guys in, like, there's just such a, like, a. From silly to super serious to sad even, uh, you know, just they run the gamut of all these different emotions, which I love. So I'm going to shag Billy Mack. I I never get tired of that line. It's like it's easy and it's simple and it's like easy to digest. There's nothing complicated. Um, But it's also not the romantic thing, right? It's just like pure good and fun. I love the manager bit, but I love the song. I love the comedy. The song's catchy. 
the first time I ever heard it, I, I feel like I was like, oh, that's surely a remake of a real song. Like, I was convinced that there was a real song. I feel it in my toes. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> so in fact, and every time I hear it, I'm like, that's a real song, right? So I, I'm taking the Billy Mac bit. Okay. When, so, when, when he says, uh, uh, when he's singing it the first time and he, and he fucks up and he goes, fuck, wank, bugger, shitting, ass head, and hole. <laughs> like, it's just such a great line. Such a great opener. All right, Zach, what do you... Let me, let me, let me snag with it. I want to go just because you just said Billy Mac. My snag is is uh, last week it was Alan Rickman. This week it is Bill Nye because Bill Nye is just fucking hilarious. Bill Nye, the science guy? <laughs> is that a different guy? <laughs> that is a different guy. Okay, I just um, But I, when I make my documents for each movie, like I just make a copy on, on Google Docs and then leaving it there, I was looking at some of the movies that Alan Rickman and Bill Nye have been, they've been in a lot of movies together. So... Uh, I added Shaun of the Dead because that's something that only Bill Nye is in. But Love Actually, Rickman and Nye, Harry Pooter, Nick, Rickman and Nye. <laughs> what? I have. I, I still. You know, it was on my on my sheet last week as Harry Pooter, so I left it. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Both of them were in it. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Bill Nye was on his own. But anytime you see Bill Nye on screen, you're like, oh shit, some some good stuff's about to happen because this guy is always hilarious, always great. And uh, I'm I'm snagging Bill Nye all day long. I'm snagging the 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 kid who is also in Queen's Gambit as like a sixth or seventh grader being in love with another sixth or seventh grader, and he's the boy and she's the girl, and she's a foot taller than him and <laughs> super beautiful and talented and like super cool and popular, and he's just shooting a shot at like the hottest chicken school. I, I love that. And it, it never works out like it does for this kid where she's into it. But, man, just the sentiment of the whole thing is fucking awesome. I love it. It's my favorite part of the movie. I'm going to shag. Um, Nate talked about it when uh, Mel was here. Um, snagging? Snagging. Yeah. Snagging. Um, Emma Thompson. Oh, yeah. So you think about this movie without Emma Thompson, and it's basically another Hugh Grant rom- rom-com. You know what I mean? It, it turns into Hugh Grant's the the main one who's kind of carrying this movie, and to have Emma Thompson at the heart of this, who is just one of the best actors alive today, and then to, and then almost Hugh Grant as like a secondary character in a rom com, which at that time was kind of um, unknown, even though he tries to steal the show with his Hugh Grantness. But Emma Thompson at the heart of it, uh, just being an absolute badass, and like Zach said, having some of the most uh, the strongest and heartbreaking scenes in the movie just adds a whole other you know, layer to this movie that I think is what makes it so likable and, and rewatchable at the end of it all, really. So Emma Thompson is my shag. Good call. So I'm going to snag. I'm going to snag a movie that's a romantic comedy that's in many ways not at all about like romantic love or about like successful romantic love, right? So it's, I, I like all, I like, I like a romantic comedy that has all the kinds of love and it's like much more complicated across stories than the typical romantic comedy. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I think that's the thing that keeps me coming back. So, okay. So what are we body bagging guys? So I'm, I'm body bagging just super easy. We've really hit it ad nauseum. So I'm, I'm body bagging the guy being in love with his best friend's old lady. I get it, dude. You're in love with your best friend's old lady. Fucking eat that shit and move on. You don't need to fucking <laughs> Sharpie a bunch of cards and go hang out on our front porch and hope that you don't ruin your relationship with your best friend. Just fucking be over it. Nick Nick pointed it out earlier, but, you know, we've talked about it already, so I'll just really quickly. The way that it makes it wrong for the guy, I get that he wants to tell her what he, what he wants to tell her, but the way that it makes it wrong is if Keira Knightley's like, yes, I'm in, let's go, 
then he's stealing his best friend's lady, dude. That's the problem because he would have been in if she would have said that. That's where it makes it wrong. If he, if we get the feeling that if she would have been like, oh, I do love you, and he would have been like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that, then it would have been okay. He just needed to get off his chest. But he had the hope. He's like, oh, with no hope or anything, but I don't believe that. That's my body bag. Okay. My body bag is all the Billy Bob Thornton stuff. So I, <laughs> yeah. I, hate, I hate him as the president. I, I don't, I know, I not only dislike it from like, a, I dislike him like I'm supposed to, but I also like it kind of, t- I, I find it, you know, kind of unbelievable. And it's played campy, but in a storyline that I, that I don't like, you know, Melissa said she sort of buys it and is in on it. And I like that storyline otherwise. So it's like he infiltrates the storyline that I'm like, able to suspend some disbelief for and he's completely like as campy as the guy that goes to milwaukee you know scene <laughs> so for me it's like there's a super incongruity between like the political scenes and the interactions between hugh grant and billy bob thornton and then you know the interaction the romantic interactions there i just hate it every time i it, it drives me more and more nuts every time i see it. it you hate it because you hate him right i mean he's so yeah so, so you i do hate him but i also feel like because it's such a like unbelievable one-dimensional silliness both the, both the Hugh, the way that Hugh Grant acts as a politician with respect to Billy Bob Thornton and the fact that like Billy Bob Thornton's kind of an unbelievable character right I mean five seconds he's got his hand around her hair and he's like hey come here baby I, what was he doing I, <laughs> I don't know what he was going for you got those cookies for like me. I'm gonna suck your fucking earlobe <laughs> <laughs> um Alan Rickman, and maybe this is all connected to Emma Thompson, um, but Alan Rickman's just character, just blowing it with Emma Thompson. Um, and for the secretary, and from what Mel said, uh, word is is that they uh, were romantic, or they that that relationship did get physical, which is uh, just another knock on old, you know, Snape's. All <laughs> <laughs> Snape, Snape. Snapey. All that's right, what I got. <laughs> my body bag's pretty much all the endings. Um, that's why I just don't like romantic comedies. I hate these little storybook. That's never been my my favorite type of movie. Is like when the, the little storybook happy ending happens, um, which is really? maybe why I kind of like Rickman's story the best because it feels like the most realistic. Um, I, I don't know. I love the the guy getting with the Portuguese uh, the Portuguese speaking lady. I feel like that seems super heartwarming, and the whole family's there, and the sisters there. It's Again, just it's, fucking, it's just it, makes you feel good. It's got that power dynamic thing. I mean, she's basically like his maid, and he's just That's like true. she's the only girl around, and he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think figure about out that. how to seduce this girl. He like falls in love with her when she has to strip to her bra and panties. All of a sudden, he's like the music gets all slow, and it's like, oh look, she's in her bra and panties. <laughs> I don't know. I just there's just a lot of the endings. I'm just like whatever. It's, That's a great call in Perth, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is that it? And we That's we it. body bag it across. That's okay, it. so we are on Cameo, and I'm told that we have very limited Cameo. Brad just wants to make one quick Cameo call. Well, yeah, so Olivia Olsen, who's Joanna, uh, uh, Sam's love, she was formerly on uh, uh, Cameo. Uh, one little note, they had the, Joanna and Sam were both later on Phineas and Ferb, the cartoon. And uh, actually became love interests on the cartoon. Like their characters had were love interests, so that's kind of funny that the that they went from love actually to that. Um, but then also on cameo Denise Richards, who only makes a little appearance at the end. And all I gotta say is I, I wrote that she was formerly on cameo, so she, you can't curly oh. bid on her. But holy plastic! If you just want to go to cameo and just see her like little preview videos, man, she she's trying to keep that those looks. And don't talk about Denise Richards like that. <laughs> Oh, brother. You know, she was on Real Housewives of 
Orange County. Yeah, one of those. For a season. Oh, oh man, she is. Or Beverly Hills. She was on one of those for a she, season. She knows the doctors, the the uh, the plastic surgeons, and the the nope. Botox folks. She knows all of them. Last thing I saw her in was that Bond movie. She looks great. Well, go check out her cameo <laughs> profile. <laughs> Goldeneye? I choose not to. Uh, All right. Do we have streaming recommendations? I believe that's where we're at, yeah? Yeah. I'll say I'm not a romantic comedy guy, so I've already recommended this before. Go watch They Came Together. If you've not seen that yet, it just hates on all the romantic comedies and, and plays that. on the tropes. It's it's a classic. So I'm going to go a little bit off the off the beaten HBO path Max. with my uh, with my oh HBO Max. <laughs> I'm going to go off the little beaten path with mine. I'm going to go the exact opposite of this movie. We're going to go a terrifying movie that I watched last night, the French movie Les Interieur, which is uh, also called The Inside, and it is absolutely terrifying. It's about a pregnant woman being hunted in her home by uh, people that want to steal her baby out of her stomach. That's and uh, great. It is fucking scary, you guys. If you want to watch a good one, check that one out. <laughs> $3.99 on Apple. Uh, well, I'm going to recommend. That's love, actually. I, th- I think I've Watch it with the fucking uh, <laughs> subtitles on. I think I've, I've recommended About Time before, but this is oh, another one yeah. by the same uh, writer-director, and it's awesome. Uh, and so that's one that's on Netflix if you want to check it out, uh, or at least right now. And then um, Notting Hill, which... Uh, which uh, you know I, I love and is sort of one of the early ones. I think I think he was the writer of the the same writer is uh, on Peacock with ads. Sorry. It's like the most Britishy British of uh, of names of movies that you Notting Hill. It's called Notting Hill. <laughs> That's a great accent. All right, so uh, Thanks, Nate. do we have any uh, do we have any any final so so so. Any reshelfs or any alternate endings? I mean, there's a lot in some ways, right? It's a toughie because like. What alter, which, which one do you choose an alternate ending for? You got one? I got kind of like a reshelf. Okay, reshelf it, Nikki. So Liam Neeson just brought it to me. So what if it's it's Liam Neeson, but instead of Love Actually, it's just a bunch of different kidnappings. Yes. That <laughs> Liam Neeson, you don't know what world what my kid, you don't know what kidnapping he's going to get into. And there's like a couple that go unsolved because he doesn't get to those. <laughs> or they're like a completely different world. And it ends Zach style credits and he doesn't get to like four out of the five he gets to like one or something like that. <laughs> i love that yeah. any others i got a reshelf um so hugh grant mentions to natalie at one point he's like i could have your, your ex killed you know and so that kind of sets it off it's a funny moment but then after the president the american president kind of gets up in his business he's like fuck that dude and he gets the president of the United States assassinated. Oh, all over Natalie. Over Natalie, and, and it becomes a big, huge deal. And it's like now we're now we're in like a spy movie, CIA, and and the the M six or whatever they're called, the the MI six. I don't know if that's right, but sure, that's <laughs> what we're gonna call right. them. They're uh, they're all involved, and it's it's a big chaotic, and it might even start World War three. And then just shit goes sideways. It's it's not a fun movie. It's not a happy love actually movie. It's, and then they, everybody will make jokes about how they started World War Three over a, a, a girl that thick. Like I just can't believe that's the worst part of the movie is the like body shaming that goes on towards that beautiful his girl. assistant and she's just like oh she's got a gigantic ass yeah yeah which is just all, bo- both seems to be like picky and sort maybe of it's because we're just... American and we're like maybe she looks smaller than average <laughs> but it's a British movie. Yeah. Uh, Weird. Well, if he did, uh, if, on your reshelf, that would be a serious romantic gesture, which is a nice uh, transition into uh, our hey, for next week for, for the, the the second uh, second part of the week. So, 
Let's hey. go. I need a win. Let's go. Okay, so we are drafting <laughs> this week based on the many ro- romantic gestures uh, and maybe sometimes slightly uh, creepy gestures. A lot of good ones for you guys to draft here. And, uh, Love, actually, we are doing the most memorable romantic gestures in movies. Let's go. So that's our draft category. And we, as a guest judge, are going to have my my old friend, my college roommate, and a very successful actor, Cliff Chamberlain, is going to be our guest. Uh, so we're not only going to talk... We're not only going to draft, but we're going to talk to Cliff about Love Actually a little bit because he loves this movie and he wants to re- return to it. We're going to talk to him about some insights from an actor's perspective on a lot of the things we're talking about. Um, and we're going to then have him judge us somewhat harshly. I'm excited to have like <laughs> a real so... Hollywood like person that knows about movies. Yeah, yeah Cl- right. Cliff, he, he, he was uh, a series regular uh, with Claire Danes on the season eight of uh of um, Homeland. He was in the full season as a regular with Catherine Heigl in State of Affairs when that was on. Um, he's a, he's a, he's on actually coming up on Broadway in a, in a show called The Minutes. Chamberlain. With, I was just looking at his IMDb. He's, he slept with 10,000 women. Is that correct? That, I, I, you know what? <laughs> we should ask him about that. Okay. He's a good looking guy, so it's possible. <laughs> Uh, so, so Cliff, Cliff, or as I like to call him, Cliffy, Cliffy's going to be on Cliff with us. Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Cliffy's going to be on with us next week as our judge and as a as a guest to talk a bit about uh, what's going on. And so, do not miss that. It's a, it's going to be a great pod. And uh, I think that's it, fellas. Got any, any other thoughts about the romance here? Not really, man. Okay. Thursday draft pod, and then uh, then we're then we're on to Home Alone for our final. Hey, uh, Scott, what do you think about Christmas time? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us. This is Bez Video Kingdom, and we're headed out. Check them socials and post and share us and all that good stuff. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Start